I look green? <laughs> I feel green. Oh yeah, baby. Is it sweet sounding? Sweet sounds of intro. I won't hear. Yeah. I don't want your pretty listen. I saw that you're ready to like. I don't want your pretty listen. Oh, you yeah. Oh, all set. Thanks. Well, here we are, bud. Here we are. Uh, so we've we've done a couple of these already. Yep. And kind of listening to the ones we've done, I feel like it's like we're so enthralled with everybody else's story that we haven't really told our own yet, which I think is a big mistake. It's funny. We we have said a. a number of times in this process let's not put the horse before the the horse's ass um and here we are doing exactly that yeah we did that yeah I, so but i i'm the horse and I'm you're ho- the horse as i'm a horse okay <laughs> so uh welcome to another meeting uh or the meeting or the first meeting or the fifth meeting depending on uh where we're at with the time schedule here it's like uh, days of the futures past yeah of I, the futures i think we went down a pretty cool path and then uh, i think if we're doing this right we're always gonna be self-correcting always growing making it better and listening making mistakes is what yeah. you mean that's yep. just yep. code which is you know part of life <laughs> it's uh i think one of the uh, best parts about life is like how you deal with those mistakes, and and I don't think this is a blow up mistake. I think it's just like no, something no, we, we realized we, was missing, and no, we, like, we failed. We yeah, we, no. we screwed up. No, nope, we, we started weren't. and we've continued, and so obviously we have screwed up right from the get go. Um, so yeah, no, we uh we got together. I called you. I, call, I think I sent you a text message on like a. Uh, it was like Christmas Day or like the day after Christmas, and I was like, "Got a mic? Want to do a podcast?" And you were like, "Uh huh, let's yep. let's do that." Yep. Uh, so I do what I do and just immediately jumped on a rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah. These are pretty. You know what? Apparently, the rabbit hole has an end that stops where my headphones begin. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. there there is a a lack of headphones for. That's all right. Um, I, I didn't know, I, to be honest, I didn't know if they made them to fit around gigantic beards or, uh, you know, or, you know, the heads. I, I mean, you're so successful nowadays. Do, uh, yeah, do they, right. are, are, do they <laughs> yeah. make headphones that yeah. big? I'm so successful that I was like, ah, can I put $20 in my gas tank today? <laughs> That's how successful I am. Yeah, bro. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, there's, I feel like, you know, we've been kindred spirits for a long time. I, I like, you know. Eight years ago, nine years ago, when Greg was building Cub Room, and he just looked at me and goes, "You're gonna love our neighbor," and uh, that was, like he didn't even, I don't think he said, "Hey, how are you?" or anything like that. He just said, oh, "You're gonna love our neighbor." Well, he doesn't, he doesn't do pleasantries a lot. No, he sure doesn't. He's more super gruff, like fuck off. Starting to get him out of him. He's starting to. You gotta get really. You gotta. You gotta be around him for a while to get to the soft yeah, side. I mean, yeah, it's yeah, there. It's for there sure. for sure. Yeah, if I mean, Jody sees it, if Jody, a saint among saints, like knows that guy's got a, the biggest heart on the planet. I, I, I've, you, sorry, Greg. Uh, if somebody is mean to you, you're not around him a lot. Oh, hundred percent. Jody is still around. Yeah, yeah. I think so. There's it, redeeming quality there. Yeah, that uh, that's an old um, bar adage. The more I like you, the worse I'm going to treat you. Yeah. 
And if Shit. I'm not treating you terribly bad, um, <laughs> not like a, you know, like in a joking, loving, like we're bullying still makes sense kind of way, mm-hmm. like probably not that close with you. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so we met way back when I first opened. We didn't yeah. know. And the hilarious part about that is we should have known each other. Uh, oh, yeah. Because we were both Bro- Brockport kids. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It, so when we first met yeah. and we started talking about, you know, random stories that would come up over a pint or, or whatever uh, may have you, Brockport, Brockport. And then a name would come up and I'd be like, yeah, what are you talking about? Yeah. How do you know that person? Yeah. Well, I lived here and then uh, I went there and I worked here and I was like, shut that front door. Yep. 99 to 2002, I was there. And then there pretty much forever after that because I was in and out of the Brockport bar scene for a long time. Right. So um, that's kind of where my story, we separate, is that I got into beer, uh, big time Stoneyard, like 13, 14 years ago, which is kind of crazy. Um, I uh, didn't know it at the time, uh, but I thought, you know, beer is pretty cool, uh, and I didn't realize, like, what path that was going to take. Um, my real dad, who I never known, knew in my entire life, uh, my brother found me on Facebook and was like, you should, if you'd like to meet your dad, he's dying, you should come to Oregon. And I'm like, fuck that guy, I'm not going to go see him. And then my girlfriend at the time, um, my wife now said, you're going to want to, you're going to want this closure. So, um, at that time I wasn't a beer guy at all. We went to, um, Portland, like Newport, Oregon, um, the home of Rogue Brewing Company and walked through Rogue and I was like, this is awesome. And the hospitality aspect of it was awesome. And I brought that, um, feeling back with me to Stoneyard, um, it was kind of wild because the uh, Sheehan, so my dad passed away not too long after we left. Um, we had such a good meeting with the Rogue guys that like somehow a keg of Rogue showed up at Stoneyard from the Rogue guys. Uh, Sheehan guys showed up like, I don't know who who you guys are. This is from Rogue. And um, we celebrated with a couple pints from my old man after that. And that really lit a fuse underneath me um, to share that love and hospitality aspect it was um, unfortunate that alcohol was such a, for me, it was unfortunate that alcohol was the uh, the fuel behind that where I thought like that had to be a part of it. Now, you know, I've been sober for a year um, and re- I'm super glad I went through that, that history. But at the same time, like I didn't think that um, I could be who I was without alcohol. And that's not true. But Stoneyard into Sheehan, Sheehan, uh, 10 years, started off as a sales rep with them, moved into business development, moved into on-premise sales manager. So I was, um, you know, helping take care of awesome accounts like McCann's, who didn't deserve the beer I was getting. <laughs> I beat you to the punch. God damn it, I thought I was going to get to it first. Nope, no shot. <laughs> um, and that led to the one of the best things I have going in my life is yeah. our friendship. Yeah. Because I love you. I always said we're... What, how do we say it? It's like it's just one letter separated us, uh, the R or the F, B yeah. for beer. There you go. <laughs> yeah, and it's uh, it's interesting now because, you know, 
I think both of our times at Brockport was kind of uh, about consumption and a yeah, lot of yeah, our of life has been yeah. about consumption. And now a lot of our life is defined by the lack of consumption yep. and what it brings to, uh, to the fulfillment of everything else that we do. Um, yeah. Uh, after Brockport, I went a different route too. I went down the, the rabbit hole of theater and, um, Tried to give that a shot. I actually went to Brockport to uh, teach history mm-hmm. and <laughs> uh, got into it and was like, yeah, that's not as much fun as goofing around in a theater. So I, I switched my major pretty quick and did that and um, had a great time with it. Did a lot of art while I was there, a lot of different forms of art, studio art, a little bit of painting, a little bit of sculpture, none of it really great, uh, which is kind of like my MO across the board. I, I, I'm kind of like, I know a lot I know a little bit about a lot of things. I'm I am not really great at any of them, but I know about a lot of different yeah. things. Um, and and this is kind of one of those situations. So um, did that. Ended up going to New York City. Served times uh, tables in Times Square. Did some auditions and some uh, you know some workshops and you know it just it, the rat race was like way yep. way beyond me. And I was I. Smart enough to at least to realize that it was not where I was headed. So uh, left, got into restaurants, started cooking. Uh, through that, got into a management program. It's funny because I look back on it now and how much I uh, didn't really, uh, just how much I took for granted that opportunity mm-hmm. because uh, Carabas, which is the the company I worked for, yeah. great opportunity, great, great training. Um, some of the basis of everything that I do from a personal and professional standpoint, really did start there. Um, and I, I worked there, got burned out of the industry, really kind of hated who I was working with. Didn't really, was it a bad place in my life too. Uh, was I ended up getting divorced from my first wife and um, that's how I ended up in culinary school. So yeah. rebounding from a mistake, going to hide uh, really for all intents and purposes, just to go to bury my head in the sand, yeah. right? Uh, and just because of how it is my work ethic goes about things, right? Yeah. Um, I, I got there, got in the middle of something, and it, to be honest, it felt more like fantasy camp than anything else, so it was kind of fun, right? It was work, but it was fun. Yeah. Like you and I always talk about, right? Like hard work is always going to be hard, but it's made a lot easier if you're liking who you're around and, yeah. it, and if it's yeah, yeah. enjoyable, right? Yeah. So I enjoyed what it was and there was youth around me and it was just kind of like a chance to kick back and party again as a 30 year old. I was like, that's what I want to do anyways. Yeah. And I just so happened to do well at school, um, made some connections, um, found meat, found meat, found my wife, found literally everything else uh, yeah. that was going to be the basis of what I was going to do moving forward. Um, so, you know, you fast forward, um, graduated, worked in a couple of restaurants, um, ended up in the meat packing district working for, a um, a, a, a very major player in the game down there. Was there, uh, Oscar know, Meyer? Yeah, exactly. The, uh, I was, uh, I was, I was the taste tester. <laughs> All the wieners I could gobble. I. <laughs> All right. Yep. Uh, so uh, great time, um, but wasn't what I wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, was was more managing. wasn't doing anything with my hands. wasn't making anything. Right. So, um, 
it was less than uh, fulfilling. Moved on. Another restaurant. Good, not great. Uh, found an investor to potentially open a, uh, a butcher shop with one of my best friends from culinary school. And we were going to move out to California to do mm. it. Cool process. Really put the bug in my head about opening up a butcher shop and really kind of figuring out what that was all going to be about. Through that process, I got hooked up with um, Fleischer's at the time. And Fleischer's had an investor who was looking to hire a butcher to help them open up a butcher shop in Pennsylvania. Meetings, hired on, go through an apprenticeship with with Fleischer's, learn all this stuff, all this great stuff, right? Uh, learn even more about the process, uh, including that that was not going to be a, a, a partnership that worked um, for multiple reasons, all of them totally fine. Yeah. Um, everybody moved on in a great direction, including my best friend who now continues to work there and has worked there ever since. So great organization, Dundor and Easter, go buy meat there um, while missing Pennsylvania. <laughs> uh, long story short, ended up working for a, a group of farmers in Syracuse that kind of parlayed its way into me taking all of that, just kind of crammed in culinary knowledge and butchery and a little bit of business um, that was kind of lumped in there and trying to figure out how to put my money where my mouth was about feeling like I knew what was going on. Um, in the middle of all of that, I fell in love and got married. Um, we moved. Yeah. Moved to two different cities, uh, finding finally ended up here in Rochester, and then uh, we opened up McCann's, and yeah. that's here we are. That's where your story uh, kind of segued, and that's where my segues like, yep, roundabout and, and full circle, and here we are, right? Yeah, it's weird too because I feel like, uh, you know, we both went through some pretty debaucherous phases while together as your beer guy, as you're my meat guy at McCann's where I think we were, um, it's so, it's so weird to think like how many people we were entertaining, you know, based on our debauchery and then not really realizing what that was doing to us. I mean, what was your heaviest weight in the last 10 years? I got all the way up to 398 pounds. I was 340 pounds. Yeah. What are you now? 227 at the uh, start of this recording. Dear Lord. I don't know what I weigh now, but it's sub 270. Uh, I'm trying very hard not to look at the scale. Um, <laughs> I just want to feel good. Yeah. You know, and I think that's um, that's the process of like, with alcohol before, it was like such a crutch that I thought I needed it. I didn't even realize it was a crutch. I didn't know I was, you know, had a handicap at all. I just thought that was part of my life and this is how you have fun and this is how, <clears throat> you know, it's weird to me to think like, <laughs> So much of my problem, so many of my problems have been solved by not drinking anymore. Like, how are we going to get home from that party? Or who's gonna, how's this going to go? Or like, how, I don't, I'm going to be home. Or like, all that, all that shit is just gone now. And um, God, God praise you for if you have the the ability to have alcohol part of your life and good for you. Um, after you know, thirty some odd years of it having been a part of my life, I was like, you know, it's weird to live without it and. I feel I've seen some real 
bad alcoholics. I've seen some real bad like drug folks, and I don't think I was ever really there. And maybe I was. I know that like I was uh, definitely in my peak, like blacking out way too often and not knowing what I said or did, and like waking up in the morning like, Oof, and that anxiety was just awful. And I just didn't want to feel like that anymore. And there wasn't any like bottom I hit or anything like that. I um, I just kind of got. I was. I'll tell you the um, the big factor is I got invited to hunt in a place that I'll probably never get invited to hunt again because it was a beer industry thing, and um, the first night all of us together just drank way too many beers. But I was drinking with the folks that were going to be back there again, so it didn't really matter if they woke up hungover. I woke up hungover and just couldn't like I was you know next day I'm in the woods and like feeling like shit and like just so mad at myself and I lost a day right and then in the woods I'm thinking about like how many days have I lost how many days do I have left and that just like hit me like a ton of bricks and um I had one more beer that night and that was my last beer and it just I that next day I'm with uh an elder in the in like an amazing older gentleman and he looked me in the eye and he goes if i was a younger man i'd be in the mountains today and i was like can i go in the mountains he goes can you go in the mountains <laughs> and <laughs> I, mean, I and that and i have no doubt that that's ha- that that happened and yeah. you can like most people will never have that kind of conversation well but how cool it was the coolest conversation i mean like that guy um i, I guess there's no problem that's johannes von trapp and that is like he's in his 80s now and he is um, one of, of course he would say something like that. yeah my time with him in camp was like i wish i wish we were recording i wish i could but i know it's in my like i might not have all the words memorized i not, might not have all the the movements memorized but i have like the feeling memorized of like what that felt like and for him to say if i was a younger man like you realizing i'm still a young man that like i have a lot of life ahead of me um that that seven miles that I did that day into the mountains. Um, the pictures I have from that are amazing. The experience of like, um, like being, it was negative six degrees, like having everything I needed on me to like live for a day out there. Um, and then coming home just at the end of the day, just completely wiped out, but you traded your energy for an experience Mm -hmm. that I'll have that experience for the rest of my life. And then realizing, from that is like how do i replicate that feeling over and over again and knowing that if i'm consuming alcohol shit that makes me feel bad stuff like that i can't perform at that level and then that pretty much completely changed how i live mm-hmm. you know now like i try not to consume things that make me feel like shit you know um i Really try to focus on where it's my fucked food up. Comes how from. simple it is, well, I but know how hard it is to start believing. It's the it's the easiest thing in the world to know that like if I diet and not even diet, like if I eat right and I exercise, my life is better. Duh, duh, right? But there's so many things that come into factor that like those cinnamon rolls taste awesome. That freaking beer tastes is gonna like loosen me up for a social like all those things that pull away from the core you because that tastes good or this makes me feel better, but in all reality, like shade who you are just a little bit, you know. Absolutely. And I know 
that when I eat right and I exercise that I have little to no anxiety throughout the day. Um, I feel awesome. I sleep awesome. Isn't it weird? Like if you work out during the day, like how much better you sleep at night? Well, like, let's just talk for a quick second about just how much sleep. Oh, good. Good sleep. Sleep yep. does for you. Right. Yep. I mean, like that's people talk about it, but it, it, I didn't until I got my my CPAP machine. I had, I didn't know what good yeah. sleep was. Are you still using CPAP every day? Yeah. With, Do you think I, you'd be able to get away I, with that? It? Is so so many people have like their non negotiables. Like you, you, people yeah. will say like I got to work out every single day, and I wish I had that in me to be like. Oh. Do you feel but, like, like if I don't wear my CPAP, I'm a I'm a wreck. Do you feel like with your weight loss that your CPAP will no longer uh, like because I feel like I'll I'll never know. Never know. I'll never See, know. I, I I they put me down the CPAP. Uh, uh, journey and um, lady came and I tried putting it on one night and I'm like, this is terrible. I can't sleep with this thing on. And um, I was a proud CPAP card carrying member for about three days. And then that was also when I was drinking a ton. And now I, I feel like my consumption of gluten gave me, gives me terrible heartburn. My consumption of dairy gives me terrible inflammation uh, my consumption of alcohol made me sleep terribly bad. And all those three things together made me heavier than I needed to be. And with my current weight loss, I feel like the path I'm on now, I feel like my snoring, my apnea is failing, is like leaving me. Yeah. The, um, so the, the sleep apnea thing was really at the start of my weight loss. Yeah. Um, I went, and I can't believe you're almost 400 pounds, bro. Wow, bro. Dude, you look back at some of those pictures of us. I had some big jowls. Yeah, yeah. You look back at some of those pictures of us together. It's like I, I ran into a kid the other night that was like Matt, and he goes, "Jason." I'm like, "Yeah," and he goes, "Bro, you look so good." And I was like, "I." It's hard to take a compliment. Yeah, I, I still, it's still tough for me too. I, yeah. I, I, I look at myself in the mirror and I like, I know that I look a lot better, but I'm still like, well, the I had somebody yesterday say it to me is like, do you feel better? Yeah, at, at certain points. Yeah, I, feel I, I know. Better. I, I there's, I don't have the perspective of how I felt then. Yeah, but there is, I don't need like empirical evidence to let me know that I'm in a better place now than yeah. I was then. So yeah. like, that's. That's just cooked into it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, so I had to go see my sleep apnea doctor, and I, they told me I was dying over 100 times an hour. Um, and I, that scared the shit out of me. Yeah. And the only reason I even went to get my sleep apnea test was because I, I was having all these weird heart palpitations. Yeah. Yeah. And I go in, and they're like, well, this EKG shows that you have sleep apnea. And I was like, how can it possibly show that? Yeah. And they're like, well, this little blip right here. And I was like... Okay, so I'll go get the test, and I went and got the test, and I didn't want to wear the machine. It like, yeah. yeah, makes noise. It's a, it's uncomfortable. It's whatever. It is right? sexy looking though. Well, no, it's not. Um, you look like Maverick. That's an interesting way to. I mean, uh, jet fighter. Interesting. Jet pilot. Uh, so, I you know, I wear it all the time now to the point where like, so I've got this little red mark on my nose right now. Yeah, and it's because. I had switched my mask. I was wearing uh, a mask that went like over the mouth and under the nose. Mm -hmm. And now with like the mustache that I've grown out for the winter, 
it screws with that. It ends up pushing my mustache like straight up into my nostrils, oh, which that's is a funny feeling. Terrible to sleep yeah. with. You ever just get that one wayward hair that goes up there? Oof. Carry on my yeah. wayward hair. Um, <laughs> but so I switched it to the over the nose, and that's that changed all of it. And I'll deal with this mark on my nose rather yeah. than the the hair and the hair in my nose or the sleep that is so terrible that I don't wear my mask, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Because it's that big. But like the weight loss for sure, I don't have the weight loss combined with quitting drinking. My heartburn's gone. Yeah, I it's had, crazy, right? I was taking medicine for the heartburn for years. Well, it's always the 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 this like this causes this to so take this. This cause it's there's no and this well, is drugs me. drugs to counteract drugs made sense to me because of my time at Brockport, right? Because that's what we were always <laughs> yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah. We're like, all right, let's get weird on this and then mellow ourselves out yeah. with that, but get yeah. a little bit sped up with this, and you know, we'll find the right mix in there somewhere. It's weird to me to have and i'm um i'm not uh politically charging this statement it's weird to me how many of my friends in college would eat whatever drugs were handed to them fast forward 20 years i don't think i should get the vaccine (laughs) bro you'd eat drugs off the ground and be excited about it how many of my friends in college told me that they uh, they didn't trust deodorant because it was going to give them cancer, but they were sucking down ca- uh, cigarettes? Or it's uh, somebody said, I, I'm, I'm, there's a good possibility I'm leaving Africa for June, July, and August. And I guess there's a whole slew of shots you have to get. And uh, one of one of my very outlying crazy friends, because uh, I live in both these worlds, uh, was like, bro, you're going to let them stick stuff in you to go? I'm like, I was 17 years old and walked through a line in the army that they gave me, I don't know, 15, 20 shots. I have no idea what any of those shots were. I can tell you that I was in the army for a year when I was 18, and for the three months I was in training, I don't think I got a boner once. That's not healthy. Like, that's not okay. So what drug did they give me at 17 years old in the 90s to be like, yeah, yeah. We don't want these kids getting boners in there together. All I know is that you and I both were patrons at Canal Side in Brockport at one point. So yep. I, it's funny. I'm, I I'm a, sure that we're probably immune to a lot of things because of that. I got a video last night from inside of uh, the uh, old Canal Side, which is Mason's now. Okay. Uh, which Mario owns and my buddy Brendan Sonoma. They were all drinking there last night. I got a pretty funny video. Well, the first time I went to the the original Stoneyard was oh yeah was, Jimmy Max was it was Jimmy Max. Yeah, that's where I started working. Well, so I showed up for a Stoneyard event, and it was my first time. Like I had known the Stoneyard guys. We yeah. had been social. Yeah. We around. did that badass dinner. Well, we had been social around. Yeah. Well, it, it, I don't I think it was. I don't think it was that dinner, but we it did was the steamship. There was something just prior to like that first steamship dinner that yeah. we did where yeah. i went out there for something and i showed up and i was like it was ghost of christmas past all over the <laughs> yeah. place man yeah. because jay at one point looked at me and he goes you look like you just saw a ghost are you all right and i was like i might have because yeah. i will neither confirm or deny that i puked there there <laughs> and over there that that building's been a big part of my life 
So, I mean, that's when I came home from the service. I was in Brockport. I went into the bursar's office because I hadn't had a cheeseburger in like six months. And I asked the, like the lady behind the office at Brockport, I'm like, where's the best place to get a cheeseburger in town? And I didn't want to hear Burger King. Oh, they were great. She's like, Jimmy Max. And I walked into Jimmy Max. It was like a Tuesday afternoon. The place was dead. It's like uh, probably like two o'clock in the afternoon. I sit down at the bar, um, start talking to the bartender. Uh, and didn't realize like, and this is always the thing. It's like you never know who's in the room, or who you're talking talking to, or about or who's listening. So I'm on, I'm seven or eight seats away from the guy at the end of the bar, and um, he goes, "Pretty old to be a freshman, aren't you?" I was like, "Yeah, I just got home from the service, and you know, just trying to find some work in town." And um, and uh, he goes, "You want a job?" I was like, "Yeah." And uh, that Friday, I was the bouncer at Jimmy Max. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then I asked, I'll, I'll, I asked the bartender like that next week. I was like, "Does anything? Why am I bouncing here?" She's like, "Pretty much check IDs." I'm like, "Does anything bad ever happen here?" She's like, "No." <laughs> like two nights later, twenty five man brawl broke out, wow. and it was just yeah, it was like there's legit. not a lot of space for that to happen. No, in in that downstairs area, like twenty. Oh man, tables were flying everywhere. I was just grabbing dudes like. Yep. And, Super danger at that point. And at that point, too, I didn't know the politics of the bar. Like, oh, no, it's a friend of the bar. This guy's this guy. It was like, this guy's so-and-so. It was just me grabbing dudes and throwing them out the door. And um, and then, like, later on hearing stories about, like, oh, that guy? We love that guy. And you bounced his head off the door on the way out. And, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that guy's still friends. I'm still friends with that guy. But it's like, yeah, I had no idea. Like, one of the guys that worked as a competitor in the beer industry um, – who's very good friends in our whole group is uh, still mad at me for throwing him out one night. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know who you were. Well, like, uh, I mean, so Phil was a bouncer yep. in, in Brockport. He's still around. You yeah. Know, still bouncing. Hilarious that, you know, he was at half pint for, I know, he might still be at half pint. Yeah. He's still, he's still checking IDs. It's, yep. I, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's those skills. I'm mean, like, I'm bartending again. Like those skills that like never leave you. Like that come in handy from time to time when you're, you know, between jobs or, uh, you know, I'm just home for a few weeks right now in between jobs because a couple of camps got canceled. But like I'm bartending, and I, I actually like Saturday night. I think I made more money than I would have made in a daily rate of my other job. I'm like, yeah, weird. Yep. And I'm not uh, putting that money right back into the bar. Correct. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like you're not reinvesting yeah, yeah, into yeah. the till, right? Yeah, yeah. Which is a good, good feeling. Yeah, no, so, but you know, I so like you know, you're talking about all the benefits and whatnot. I mean, certainly the, you know, the, like I said, the 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 sleep benefits, the the heartburn being away. Um, you know, I know you you talk about clarity of mind and, uh, it just uh, you know, energy level, so many things. Um, you know, it's weird that at, when you start taking the time to to listen and pay attention to your body yeah, <clears throat> and yeah. because it's telling you things all the time um and when you actually start to listen and pay attention and and use that right yeah. uh how much better you can actually feel and it's it may it just makes you look backwards and go man it, i wouldn't trade i could have done, done that i wouldn't have traded i won't would never if someone said here's a magic eraser board like start over like i wouldn't trade those times you know, except for the people I hurt along the way, you know, which was never my intent, but my drinking hurt people. Um, I would never, I wouldn't change those times for anything. Like, yeah. um, it's oh, the, the time, times and behavior, maybe not. Um, 
there, I, 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 maybe a scar or two that I could get back, right? Yeah. A, a stitch or two that I could, yeah. uh, I could have avoided. Um, but you know, but the, the, that's us. Now. You know, I think that's the. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with I, you. I think it's uh, who I am now, and I think that was like one of the questions I've been asking myself over ago. Is like, how do I, like? There's one word to like try to sum yourself up with one word. You know, like what is that? like word boil down to like identifying what you are through and through you know and i it's just a fun brain exercise you sure know, to like really but all those things all along the way like what have i been the whole time what do i'm going to be for the rest of my life and it's always been you know i feel like with nothing else like i feel like i'm an outdoorsman yeah. you know i feel like that's always been there hopefully it's always there and um but it is, like I like I was saying, it's like all those bumps, bruises. It is. It was funny to me this morning. I woke up and my right knee is just killing me to the point where I didn't want to go downstairs and work out this morning. I'm like, why does my right knee hurt so bad today? What did I do to my right knee? And there was times in my life where I was, you know, drinking pretty heavily. I woke up the next morning. I have no idea why this pain exists. And then I remembered very quickly that I was like, oh yeah, you smashed your knee into the cooler locker last <laughs> last night at work. And that's why your knee hurts today. And you said to yourself, that's going to hurt tomorrow. <laughs> and it totally hurts today. But it's, you know, way better than the fact of like, did I fight a horse last night? Exactly. Maybe. Because why else do I have the a bruise in the shape of a horseshoe right right did i tackle a live giraffe and eat its heart maybe or was i just doing parkour on gregory street not well i would disagree i think you were very graceful <laughs> that might be the start of my back problem <laughs> <laughs> don't do parkour on ice kids yeah. yeah, no. There's a reason you don't see you see like Disney on ice. You see like Lion King on ice. You don't see parkour on ice. Nope, because everything changes. Nope, yeah. especially not after a couple of uh, you know Imperial IPAs. Yeah, which I mean, no good story starts with salad. Well, we wouldn't be having this parkour story right now. It's true. I didn't just true. slay those. 10% IPA. So I had this mescaline mix that was yeah. topped with a very nice vinaigrette. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. it started. So here we are now. After all the trials and tribulations. Yeah, man. I feel like um I was thinking about this on the way over here. Is this like is this my midlife crisis? Did I start everything over again because I'm like really starting to like think, wow, man. Cuz like a lot of midlife crisis cliches, divorced by sports car, start over. Like, like I'm definitely I'm 45. Like, probably odds are this is you know halfway for me. But it's like that great saying that a man has two lives, and he realizes he only get one when the second starts. Hmm, I like it. Yeah. Well, you you said it earlier. You you made you know an allusion to. Uh, sort of a thing that I, you know, I closed my business and, you know, a summer of, uh, summer and fall of depression and yeah. kind of battling all of that. Yeah. And, um, the one that, you know, I, I, I see a, an addiction counselor, uh, periodically, not period, regularly, excuse me. And, uh, he always says to me, he goes, 
what'd you get sober for if you're just gonna be fucking miserable all the time? Are you miserable? I I was. Yeah. I, I yeah. But you gotta for, go through. For, it. Yeah. For for all of the summer, yeah. all of this, and really, does it have anything to do with building a retaining wall that we were moving rocks every no, day? No, no. I mean, thank God I had that. Right. Um. I feel like that so, was uh, somehow a punishment to yourself. But. Punishment, penance, yeah, uh, uh, or 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 or, I need stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's I, amazing what you I, did. I need, I need, um, I need a place to to put energy. Yeah, there's a lot of people. I was talking with another good friend recently, and he was like, and he's a he's uh in the industry, and is I think he said he's coming up on his four years, either his four years or his eight years, and I'm I'm sorry for forgetting, um. And he was talking about like the network of guys in the industry, guys and gals in the industry that he speaks to, and and they're all sober and trying to reinvent themselves and find, you know, what their place and meaning um, in this industry can still be, yeah. Um, or or what the pivot is, and um, and he was like, I gotta, he goes, I I gotta remind myself just to keep going all the time, and yeah. that's not my thing at all. Yeah, my thing yeah. is like I have to remind myself sometimes. In fact, most times what I have to do is like, hey, Kevin, yeah, you need to stop right where you're at because you don't even realize where you're going anymore. You're yeah. just you're just walking to keep moving yeah, just because the movement makes you feel better. So stop and take a look around and make sure you got the right direction. I read something the other day that uh, kind of stuck with me that if you aren't aiming at a goal, you will miss 100% of the time. Sure. Like what is and I I'm saying like I don't know what my goal is right now and I feel like, you know, um, with everything that's going on with like Ellsworth Cooks and like I know that I really love putting food on the table I really love being around other hunters, um, I love that aspect of it. It's just trying to figure out like, all right, I know I love this. I know that I want this to be a part of it, but what is my goal? Like, you know. And what a what a cool opportunity that you have right now to almost kind of like build that parachute in mid free fall because you're in the middle of it whether oh, yeah, you yeah. like it or not. Yeah, I think so, that's always been my way is like to jump first and then right. figure it out on the way. And that's kind of I mean, but that's like the most entrepreneurial spirit of all. Yeah, because like you're no matter how well you've planned things out, there's going to be curveballs and and. A, a whole bunch of shit thrown your way and you got to figure that out yeah I, like right now like sitting here now that was you know that's arguably those two camps i lost a seven thousand dollar hit you know that i had plans for that money yeah <laughs> you know it's it's and thank god i have these chops to like fall back on and good enough friends in the industry to like come pick up shifts you know and there's um i feel like a younger me would have um felt defeated by like having to bartend again and the kid behind the bar now the guy behind the bar is like yep this is just part of the story and i have no shame in what i'm doing i'm working my ass off back there i enjoy it it's funny to me to like bartend sober maybe for the first time ever which is like a whole other aspect because i'm like you know actually taking part of that service that i love and applying it to what i'm doing now it's the only thing different is like a lot of these folks aren't you know in the hunting side of things 
but they all have questions, which I, you know, the ham in me loves answering. Right. You know, so. Yeah. And, you know, I'm just trying to do the, I, I am trying to sort of embrace this, like, Mr. Mom thing I'm in the middle yeah. of right now, yeah. right? It's the best thing for my family. It's, it's the it's the best thing for my kids. It's probably the best thing for me. Yeah. And it's, it's giving me this opportunity to do, um, you know, like I've just talked about, like I have my, you know, my, my interests have a little bit of ADD, right? Yeah, I'm yeah, a little yeah. bit all over the place. Yeah. And, but you're and doing cool stuff. You built that. The so like, but cabinets it, here, you know, like, as, as, as we're sort of figuring each other out a little bit here in, in the yeah. evolution of our friendship, um, once I've, once I get fixated on something, like mm-hmm. I'm full in on it. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. And I noticed, and, and that might be, yeah. that might be for a long period of time. Yeah. It might be something that I, um, I kind of stick with long term and I might come back to periodically. So there, you know, um, do you write so it all? I writing is something I never really enjoyed, but it's yeah. something that I now do pretty regularly. I journal, yeah. you know, as I fall asleep, it feels sometimes. good to write, have that flow out of you. I feel like that's like, so this, right. So yeah. like this, 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 uh, this podcast, this, um, this opportunity to kind of work in some kind of like multimedia, um, extensions of, of things here is, is kind of reminiscent of my background in theater yeah. and, and kind of drawing from that and, and allowing me, uh, you know, how many people while the butcher shop was open kept saying so when are you gonna do some theater when are you gonna scratch that edge again right and maybe i will maybe i won't i don't know maybe when my kids get older and they show some interest in it maybe i'll you know have opportunities to be more involved in it but like um the my experience so far with producing this this podcast with you has been really really enjoyable to be able to kind it's of been like need to watch flex those muscles yeah. and kind of scratch that itch yeah. that and like rediscover that kind of like enjoyment in this yeah so so i i guess that's um a really good reason why we're doing this and i think what where we're at now is that we have this exterior whatever this is to give people like our collective knowledge from, you know, what you're doing, you know, or from what you're, I call you all the time on, on cooking stuff. Like yeah. I, I think I called you too. Oh, do you want to take a huge log of uh, meat and smoke it for me? I'm asking you now to make it awkward. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that, I call you all the time on stuff. Like I, I was, I was, so, you know, you, Texted me yesterday. Yeah, well, I was about worried about. Sausage. I was worried about how long that's going to cure. Yeah, yeah, but it's um. And just so you, just to further your knowledge on it, so yeah. if if your ratio of meat to cure yeah. is right, it doesn't matter how long it sits on it. Really, yeah. it, uh, food safety is food safety at that point, right? The um, it's it, weird in the package. It's like do not do for more than twenty four hours. So that and that, so that's the only difference is you're using that like tender quick stuff or I don't know. It was in a it was in a kit. So it's the first time I've ever done summer sausage, so which the, I was really excited about. So the the only difference there. So if, if I was going to make summer sausage, I would have just used curing salt and I would have used a, a, a starting culture, right? Yeah. And I would have intentionally left it to sit for a period of time uh, to incubate because I want that bacteria to ferment, yeah. give, you know, not, not just a, a flavor profile, but a, a food safety inside yeah. of that sausage, yeah, yeah. right? 
Um, so I don't know what that product does. Yeah, I'll, really... I'll share you the. I, you know what it looked like? It looked like it wasn't pink salts. It looked exactly like the cure you use for like a jerky. So it's like a and, sodium and, and nitrate. So that, again, something. that's that's a, and that and so this is where I can't wait to have more conversations about it with you because that's where kind of like the the culinary world and the hunting world kind of oh, like yeah, yeah. really meet in the center and are speaking such different languages. You, you you say curing and we talk about things and and the the understanding of what those words mean on both sides both using the exact same words is very very different yeah. so that's going to be a fun conversation it's it's i think this is where this is going to be interesting to a lot of folks too is that from my experience in Ellsworth cooks is like a hunter does not a cook make you know the the folks i'm dealing with that you know are harvesting these animals killing i got stop i want to stop saying harvest we're working on that killing these animals because you're killing something to mm -hmm. you know use it for your own sustenance um well you kill it but then you harvest it and 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 yeah. i think your problem is is sometimes these guys don't actually harvest an animal oh it's unfortunate yeah and i think it's because they don't understand i had somebody reach out to me the other day that's like how are you eating so much venison i'm like i kill a pile of deer every year and it's not because um a, a lot of me used to be like that number was something like, oh, I killed seven or eight deer this year. What I didn't realize is that like Amy and I eat six deer a year between us. And um, I'm super glad that I have that chop that's been with me no matter what. Um, and the way I grew up like consuming venison was that everything had a place. Like, you know, we're, we're um, you know, Backstraps and, and tenderloins, we're going to eat them for breakfast. Tenderloins never made it to the freezer. They're for breakfast all the time. Backstrap maybe made it to the freezer, depending on how your year was going, but you're going to eat them pretty much all the time. Mm -hmm. Shoulder, Front shoulders, sausage, which uh, was a mistake. Um, hindquarters, always to you know steaks or jerky or whatever it was. Um, my old man, Bump, um, I consider my old man he's my last stepdad my mom was married to him for the longest he's been a part of my life for the longest um he grew up poor like redneck dansville like those guys were not killing deer because they i'm sure they enjoyed it but at the same time they were doing it to live um so every part of that animal had like a place on the table and um, like from ribs to, you know, everything, everything was, nothing was going to waste. And I thought that's just how it was. You know, I just thought that's how it was. And that is not the case. There, there's, and you can't take it away from them, but there's guys that really just only care about the antlers. And I can't look at those guys and say, you're doing it wrong because as a whole, that opens up another conversation that, is a not a fun conversation to have. Um, I think what I've, where my new journey is taking me is to help those guys realize what they have. Well, I look forward to more episodes just about that, man. I think yeah. it's going to be great. Yeah. You know, uh, I, so I think the concept of, you know, you and I talking about, um, you know, food from different angles, I, talking about life from different angles, mm -hmm. Right, uh, we did a lot of life today. We didn't yeah. do we didn't do a lot of food, and that's fine because like I love that. Could we just say there would be no life without food? Yeah, there we are. 
Circle of life. Circle of life. Egg, chicken, no. Dinosaurs, man. <laughs> Chickens are dinosaurs. Aliens. Yeah, for sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mushrooms. Yeah. Yep, I'm in. DMT. Uh, we're going a little Rogan-esque. <laughs> I mean, we were all, we were heading down that route. Uh, uh, so no, but, uh, listen, appreciate you. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that us having those conversations all around the board is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. I think know? this is going to be a really cool output for us, you know, and, and it seems like a lot of folks are interested in where you're headed, where I'm headed and it's cool to like, have. I think this. they're more interested if we're going to be heading into a brick wall. I, and well, a train wreck's fun to watch. I, it wouldn't be the first time I've hit a brick wall. So, yeah. I mean, I think that's stay tuned. The, I said it not too long ago. It was like, uh, a train wreck is fun to watch. Mm-hmm. You know, that was the past 10 years of my life. Like, what's going to happen yeah. next? Well, and, you know, I, and at some point, um, you know, people are going to want to listen because I am at some point going to tell people what the recipe uh, is for the pancakes oh wow how to make them pancakes no i'm gonna yeah no i I mean maybe it's next episode it might be next episode um i mean that being said i have they'll have to tune in i have a secret family recipe yeah yep for for monday no no uh my old man's great-grandmother's venison sausage recipe uh, that i know he is not technical enough to ever listen to this and to put that out in the world might be bad juju for me but it exists on the next episode Secret jason recipes. gives away all the fishing holes oh tune in i didn't say that <laughs> how do you make sure i never get invited fishing again <laughs>